Today's episode is in partnership with California Love, K-pop Dreaming. How did K-pop transcend continents to become the global sensation it is today? Host Vivian Yoon shares the history of how the genre came to dominate the charts and explores her own story of what it means to be a Korean American today. Listen to California Love, K-pop Dreaming from LA Studios, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, Chris, and welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hey, everyone. I'm Ashley, and I am excited for Joan Somi's newest comeback. It's going to happen on August 7th, which will mean that she will be returning to music from a two-year hiatus. (laughs) <laughs> her last uh her last song was xoxo well actually let me double check hold on where did i put it is it XOXO? that was a good song yeah her yeah. stuff is very good in general yeah it is xoxo and dum dum in 2021 that oh, was dum very dum. good i love both dum of them dum. were very good yes. yeah so i'm looking forward to another bop Maybe just she one. was the number one placed on the first season of Produce. She deserves more than this. <laughs> I okay. know. All right. Um, thank you, Ashley. Chris? Hey, everyone. I'm Chris, um, and I'm very excited. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Um, we got a new trailer for Island 2, the group edition. But it was very interesting to see that they're partnered with Black Label or like Teddy specifically is going to be one of the mentors, producers on the show. So that's interesting considering that last season it was with Hybe. So yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes on. I wonder how that happened with this Black Label collab. Mm-hmm. Switch up. Yes. All right. Gabe? Hello, everyone. It's Gabe, and um, I've officially given up on Queendom Puzzle. I've lost I interest. I thought you were just going to stop at giving up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, Queendom no, Puzzle? Yeah, but... Why? What happened there? After Cheyun left, and after the love, I think it was the Laboon girl left. Some other girl left. It was like two of the more famous people, but still pretty nugu. Mm-hmm. Um, after they left, I was like, Ugh, "This is boring. I don't really care about it anymore." And then, I think Nathan mentioned earlier how the, move, the show is just moving really slowly. Um, I know someone who is watching it though, and. They say that the performances are like kind of mid, so. Okay, maybe yeah. maybe that's they... quite sad. Yeah. I, I think mean... queen the whole queendom concept. They need to stick to just like normal queendom, because like taking these washed up idols. Like I feel like people are not invested in the washed up idols <laughs> as much as they are invested in like trainees or existing kind of groups you know yeah like this is kind of in the middle tier hard to not on one side or the other yeah because at least with trainees like it's something that's new and exciting and people can like you know look forward to that but these washed up i like it's i don't know all right okay thank you for those introductions 
we are back with another episode of K-Bops. And we got a lot of good ones coming your way this episode. So Ashley is going to kick us right off. Yes. So my recommendation, uh, we already wrecked a, a song off this album last K-Bops two weeks ago. But I'm going to wreck another song. And it is Cool With You off of New Jeans latest album or EP, Get Up. You and me on my mind Everywhere, baby, say you're mine Cool with you Cool with you Cool with you It's just cool with you New jeans? I mean, today is 725 um, they released this album on July 21st, so four days ago. And ever since they've released their singles, even like Super Shy and um, New Jeans, like the, the song New Jeans, they've been releasing e- songs for every single song on their on their EP. Like yeah, they released one I feel today. Like there's like a billion music videos, and I'm like I a know. Bit oh my gosh, there yeah. are like there really are a there really is a song like a music video for every song. Um, the the music video for this song "Cool with You" is actually a two part music video, and it features Ho Yun Jung as. Um, the lead actress in the music video. She's most known for her role in Squid Games. She was like the female lead in Squid Games. And um, it also, so it's a two part video. Um, The first part, like she's the main character in both of the music videos. And then in the second video, it also features Tony Leung who is a very famous like Hong Kong actor. I think he was in see, Shang-Chi. like Sung Chi. Mm. What was his role? Was what he was like his role? Yeah. He was the dad, right? Oh, I'm oh. not sure. I just I just was going to mention that, that was my fun fact because Hong Kong right. Cantonese media had picked that up that he was in the music video, which was really interesting. Yeah, like, I remember. Like he is he- a Hong Kong star. Like yeah, he's a movie, superstar. International, yeah, international actor. Oh yeah, I think he was the dad. Yeah, he was. I don't remember what happens in Shang Chi. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I <laughs> We're know. not a Marvel podcast, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I could tell I just you know guys. he was there. <laughs> anyway, so when I first saw this music video come up on my YouTube feed, I was like, first of all. This is the third music video that New Jeans had posted at this time. And then second of all, it was giving budget like right away from the from the thumbnail because it has Hyo Yun from fucking Squid Games, you know? Like you gotta you gotta have money in She's order expensive. to get... She's yeah, expensive. She's <laughs> expensive. You gotta have money to have her on the um, on the music video. And so I'll just get into it because the, the description of the music video is kind of long. But I wanna share my screen so you guys can have a visual of what I'm talking about. Uh, here we go. Can everyone see this photo here? 
Yes. Wow, Ashley's got like a PowerPoint going today. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's <laughs> just one photo. Yeah, please continue. <laughs> it's just one photo, and it's a photo of yes. Lamore if Psyche, an 1817 painting by the artist. God, this is this is. I should have <laughs> you didn't practiced practice your this. French. I didn't practice my French, but <laughs> Fran Francis Edouard Picot. Okay. Anyway, I'll stop sharing now. Thank you. I was going to ask what that I'll, was I'll in the music I'll, video. Yeah, I'll explain what this photo is actually. This photo depicts a love, a forbidden love, between Cupid and Psyche. I don't know if it's pronounced oh. Psyche or Psyche. Uh, basically, Cupid is a god and Psyche is a mortal. And because the two are totally separate worlds, they can't really be together because one's a god, one's a human, you know? Um, and so in the photo, uh, Psyche, I'm just gonna say the, her name is Psyche because like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, she's laying on the bed and then Cupid is with the wings, obviously. Uh, so in the music video, Hyoyeon is Cupid. And instead oh. of arrows, she uses her eyes to like huh. match people up. So in the first couple seconds of the first music video, she like gets into an elevator and a woman follows right in front of her. And then a guy follows and she like looks at both of them. And when she exits the elevator, like they're, they're making out, they're in love. Oh, <laughs> that so that's what sense. she did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like... she's just using her glances to like make people fall in love as opposed to like a bow and arrow traditionally right, right, Cupid right. has been using. And she does this several times in the music video. She makes people hold hands. Um, another, she links up another couple. And then she goes to the museum, the Louvre. And she looks at this painting, this painting of Cupid and Psyche. And she's like, obviously longing for a love of her own. You know, she's, she's a God, she can't really fall in love. And she's looking like, looking at the same painting as her is a man who she falls in love with. And she, this man can't see her because she's a God. And so she like, she follows him around. It's very obvious that he can't see her because she looks in the reflection and she can only see him. And she's like, there's a scene where she is on top of him in his bed. And she looks over at a mirror that's right next to the bed and she can't see herself. Like she can only see her, like him. So in that moment, she decides like, I want to be a human. I want to fall in love. And so she sheds, like she goes outside, sheds her clothes, and then like looks up at the sky and like it's nighttime at this time. She looks up at the sky and she smiles. And at that moment, like she becomes human. And she, this is like the end of part one uh, music video. Mm. So part two or part B is, or side B, sorry. Side B, the second music video, is her as a human. So she immediately after she becomes this like human form, she goes back to this guy's apartment and they start dating. You know, they fall in love. 
They have happy yeah. moments. They're seen like walking down the street, holding hands, hugging, things like that. And then at the end of the music video or towards the end of the music video, she's crossing a crosswalk and she sees her man's like across the crosswalk and she sees Tony Leung behind her man. And Tony does a little... Tony is supposed to be the representation of either another Cupid or Aphrodite. And Aphrodite hmm. is Cupid's mom. In the story of this painting, like Cupid and Psyche, Aphrodite is known as like a very jealous person. She, even with her own children, like Cupid is her fucking son and she's jealous of his lovers, you know? Like she's a very jealous person. And so if if we're saying that like Tony is Aphrodite, like Cupid's mom, then she sees Tony sees Cupid on the other side of the crosswalk, sees Cupid walking over to her lover, the guy, and he does like a little look, basically meaning trying to get her boyfriend to fall in like fall in love with someone else. And in that moment, Hyoyeon knows this guy is no longer in love with him, with her, I mean, and they just rock, walk right past each other. So they- This is the whole ass K-drama in like- I know, it's quite deep. <laughs> and then at the end of the, the music video, um, like all the while throughout these music videos, these two music videos, New Jeans is kind of like in the corner. I was like they're in a balcony, like singing. Yeah, they're yeah they're in the balcony, like just observing what's happening. My interpretation of their their uh, placement is they're just like other gods, like mm. watching because they're not really doing anything. Like they're oh, just like kind of observing. Jesus. And so at the end of side B, they're in this like dark atrium dancing in these like ethereal like very flowy white clothing and Hyoyeon walks in she watches them dance for a little bit and then um you could see in her face that she's like very disappointed like she's not sad but she kind of knows like I am a god like this like my mom is really or my dad Tony Long <laughs> is really jealous and now I just got to go back to my job of being Cupid and having other people fall in love. So she sees new jeans. She has this like realization. She walks away. End of music video. <laughs> so yeah. That was a lot. That was I know. a lot. I yeah. know. That was a great breakdown though, Ashley. I learned a yeah. lot. Thank you. Yeah. I learned a lot as well in researching this because really the only hook that I had to this music video was the thumbnail of uh Hyoyeon and my first thought was wow Hybe has budget for new jeans <laughs> I mean I have no analysis of this so Ashley I'm going to rely on you but the only reaction that I had was in the first five seconds I was like wow the squid game girl is very tall <laughs> yeah that was it she's a she's actually a model, she's a model. yeah she's a yeah. model yeah she's a model so it's like oh that makes sense but she just looks much smaller in in Squid Games. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's she's next to like 
larger mostly, men. Mostly large, like tall men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tall men. But she's so tall. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the song, the story, oh. the song, like, how does it? Yeah, I does don't know fit? what the song is about, honestly. Oh, okay, I was just like, does the song cool with Yeah. The song maybe with it really- does, maybe it doesn't. Um I feel like this is just so much deeper than what we're used to from new jeans. Like Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit off brand. Yeah, because they're they're uh, we at least from their first album we know mm-hmm. them as like bop girls you know Correct. like light-hearted fun fun choreography Lo- yeah. like lo-fi fun music, yeah lo-fi mm-hmm. and yeah this is like the first time that I had seen them dance in a very like contemporary way and even the clothing that they were wearing was very again like ethereal um but yeah, it is it is a departure from their from their usual bops. But the sounds, like the sound of the song, is yeah. very new jeans. It's, you know, it's the same. It's a it's consistent. Yeah, yeah. it's described as um, UK garage rhythm, uh, and with vocals, uh, with falsetto vocals, commonly seen in nineties pop. So it's it still has that like nostalgic feel. They're still on brand with the music. Yeah, this it's is very on brand. It feels like, like the story is pretty deep. Yeah, they're throwing money at these girls. I money. Mean, it adds. Sense. It adds um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I was gonna say yeah, it's working because like my forty-three-year-old assistant principal texted me and said hey have you heard of new jeans what do you think of them <laughs> and that and no doesn't listen to like k-pop or anything like that and the fact that he reached out like that i'm like damn these girls are like really like mainstream yeah exploding everywhere like this man like never listens to k-pop or anything like that and like for him to text me go out of his way to yeah. ask me about them it was it's working the locals i think what's going on is their ad their newest music video for the song eta is actually an apple ad yeah oh yeah it's it's, i saw it right um, before promoting the like video recording feature like the anti-shake video recording feature and every time i watch a music video i swear that ad comes on that makes sense i've seen the ad a couple times now too I saw that ad. I was like, that the first time I saw that Apple ad with new jeans in it was when I clicked on this music video. Yeah, yeah that same. Makes sense. I even saw some like reactors. Well, not reactors, but like tech reactors. Like not K-pop reactors, but like tech oh. commentators. And they were like, oh, are they teasing like a full new iPhone? Because the way that they hold, they're holding the phone, it looks like it's like a flip phone. Yeah, like, what, like the I Samsung did one. That. Yeah. So it's like, oh, are they like teasing a whole new style of iPhone? I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I will be the first to say, like, I'm not like the hugest New Jeans fan, but like, they are at the top of the world right now. Yeah. So they better be spreading their wings and people better be spending money on them so that they could 
be in every pocket of life essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's my take on it like i think if they can do no wrong la- if they land that like apple collab type thing like i feel like that would put them at the pinnacle kind of k-pop and i think in a certain sense start to eclipse yeah. bts mm-hmm. at least now um, yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, like, if you really think about it, like they didn't even try. Like I, no. I like they're putting in a lot of effort, right? But like they didn't even try to do this. I would yeah. argue. I I I like, agree with that, Nathan. Yes. They're it just their cool first off the hit, bat. Like attention, hype boy. Like it just kind of Instantly. happened. Instantly. Yeah. Like I'm sure that they're, they're even like, what is going on? Uh huh. Like what is the secret recipe that like mm-hmm. everyone is loving? And like they, in a I blink see. of an eye, this they have transformed into like the top tier. Really, it's only their first year. They just celebrated their first. Yeah, it's their first full year. Of, I know, like, right? So, I mean, obviously, it has to do with hype. Like they have money on their side. They have BTS on their side. But it's like I think they are doing something different, and they're doing something right. But I don't think they meant necessarily for all of this to happen. Yeah, it's just like, spiraling. Yeah. Like they just land, they just hit, like struggled really. They struggled, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like the sound is right. Like mm-hmm. people really like it. It's kind of like a nostalgic lo-fi feel that people could. But it still appeals to the younger generation. Still, of right, people. still appeals to the younger in terms of, like you could listen to it on like TikToks and reels all the time but like even like appeals to a millennial crowd right like people in their 30s that are entering their 30s now like it just kind of works it does yeah not really so okay i will push back a little on this and say it does not work with me personally right but i recognize that distinction too mass appeal yeah. It has incredible mass appeal. Um, yes. That's it. Know. That's all That's I have. Um, so what is their actual title track that they're going for this time around? Their title track is... So they, with the release of the album... Yeah, what is the actual title singles. track? Okay. So can we say that there's three title track? I don't know. I would argue that Super Shy is their tra- title track because I feel out of... So they had Super Shy, New Jeans, and then now what I'm hearing, Cool With You. Yeah, and then they had Sup- the Apple collab ETA, right? Yeah, Su- Super Shy is more of the, like, the bop, you know? Like, the bop the kind of challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. exactly. Has choreo with it. Mm-hmm. So I would argue that Super Shy is their title track. Yeah, it seems as though, so I'm looking at their YouTube right now. Super, Super Shy has the most amount of views, 37 million. And then the other two singles that they're promoting, which is Cool For You, Cool With You and New Jeans. New Jeans is uh, 13 million and Cool With You is 8.2. So I think that's a good distinction. Like if it has a, uh tiktok challenge 
then that's probably <laughs> what their title track is. I hate that that's what it's come down to. It's, it's like, <laughs> TikTok is like that's running it, our lives. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. New jeans. Well, I'm sure like at the end of the year roundup, we'll have a little bit more to say about them. Um, but we'll leave that for the listeners for now. Okay. I wonder how long they can keep it up. I do too. I do too. Let's pin that conversation for another episode. Um, but okay, Gabe, take us away here. Alrighty. So for my break this week, this is a long awaited comeback that I have mentioned multiple, multiple times in previous episodes. So on July 24th, my one of my all-time favorite groups, Oh My Girl, came back with their ninth EP titled Golden Hourglass. And on this episode, I'm breaking the title track called Thumb Comes. true oh my girl fashion this is like a quintessentially summer song that is like very much geared towards the korean audience Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that i've been missing recently um it's just like a really good like refreshing korean audience summer track and so this is that so the song describes the joys of hearing the voice of a loved one which feels like the heart-fluttering excitement of summer arriving. Um, And I pulled that directly from some website. (laughs) Um, I'm not gonna, I don't remember off the top of my head, but you can find it if you just Google it. (laughs) Um, And then the music video itself. So this is kind of funny. The teasers, when I first saw them, they had like a spooky kind of horror concept teaser. And I was like, are they gonna go Mm -hmm. in like a horror direction with this i don't know about that and then when the music video dropped i watched it and like the spooky element of it was like super unserious it was just like goofy and like funny ghosts and like like kind of funny and like goofy zombie scenes clowns so hmm? yeah there were clowns yeah there were clowns too clowns yeah yeah but it was like it wasn't like a scary clown it was like a yeah Carnival. It was like birthday clown. Carnival clown. Yeah. Not a carnival. <laughs> um, so the music video was showing the members visiting a beachside town where they run into a bunch of these kind of like spooky elements like the zombies, the ghost, and the clown, whatever. Um, but it wasn't scary at all. So I think it was super consumable and it was really fun and lighthearted. So I really like the song because Yua and Arin their styling I think was really on point with kind of the emo inspired outfits like Yua had the hat with like the the ear kind of things on it um and I really like that so it's only been out for like a day but Mm -hmm. there's no charting information no album information yet but um I'm really curious to see if they strike gold with this one so 
I'm very interested to see if they strike again with this one. And the first, like, as we were talking about, like, Jungkook 7 last episode, and as we were talking about new jeans, like, in, in Ashley's rec just now, like, I want nothing more than people to discover, oh my girl, and their discography, and they've worked so dang hard to make it in this industry. I am just wondering if it gets, I'm curious if this charts and if it does well, or it just gets lost. And that would be like a fear of mine. Um, and it's not so much that it's not a good song. I just wonder if it's, if it's because, because K-pop is moving and we, we've talked about whether or not that's a good or bad thing. If K-pop is moving in a direction that is dictated by these hype groups, what does it mean for groups like this? I think that's what my question, like what, that's what I was thinking about the whole time I was listening to this song. Mm. Like, what does it mean for Oh My Girl? In the same way, like, like is there room for them? Is there yeah. room for like yeah. this kind of music that is so core to K-pop's soul? Yes. I would say yes. Hopefully yes. Anyways, those were my just like thoughts upon hearing the song because Oh My Girl has stayed true to exactly what they were meant to do. Yes. They really have. <laughs> and this is it. This is the Egg Yo, not bubblegum pop, I would say, but like not twice, but like the Egg Yo pure pop. Like that yes. is their MO. It's I don't like know. what it's... Twice was before they went Girl Crush. Sure. But like Dance the Night Away. Era. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah, I think there will always be room for Oh My Girl because there's like K pop, they, there's going to be Korean people that still love them. But yeah. I really enjoyed the music video when you first shared the teaser with us. My the first thought that I had was like, is this gonna be like a peekaboo type of oh. horror cute? Or like a dream catcher type of horror? Oh my gosh. Yeah, like Peek-a-boo I didn't know didn't what come to mind for me, but you're so right. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind to me for to me. To me was like cutie horror. And it wasn't like that at all. It was like way more cutie than horror. horror. And it was so fun. I really like the video game concept, the levels mm. of the clown, like defeating the clown. Um, the video games, that's just like a recurring theme for the summer, you know, like there's a lot of video, even back to NCT Dream Candy, you know, that was a mm. video game, I think. That's true. Yeah, it was. There was some video so, game aspects. There's there. a lot of video game themes happening in music videos. But yeah, I agree. It's a summer bop. Um, I think I texted you guys this, but what was most noticeable for me was um, their rapper. Me- What's her name? Mimi? 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 Her skin is like very noticeably tan. <laughs> and like in a Hyolin way. Yeah, in a Hyolin yeah. way, or like a Hwasa, <laughs> a Hwasa way. way. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I just, I guess, never noticed how tan she was before. And it just threw me off because I, I like, I was like, has she always been this tan? <laughs> and if she was never always this tan, like, is this supposed to be tan concept? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> I think it's just like, the summer, Ashley. Styling. Like, I didn't think about it too much. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just the summer. I She's think dancing I got, around in a beach outfit. Like, I got hung up on it, clearly. You really got hung up on it in the chat <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> I did. I was like, where did this tan girl come from? <laughs> yeah, but it was giving, like, Kwasa Hyolin. Like, it very was. noticeably tan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I liked it. Love her. And she is, too. I think she is one of the, I think she's the most popular member, actually. Is she? What about Ari? Uh, like, aside from Yua, or, oh, okay. like, aside from Yua and Ari, I think pretty. she's, yeah, she's up there. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's also very noticeable because she raps and has, like, that charisma. Mm -hmm. Like, it yeah. just kind of stands out a little bit more. A good girl group rapper. Yeah. A very like rare, it's a rare good. sight. Yeah. No. And like she's noticeable also because not like she is the rapper. Like yeah. there's no there's she really stands out like in the group because they're yeah. very vocal heavy as a group too. So when it's a rap it's probably going to be me. Um, yeah. Um another thing I so another thing I liked about this release was that the music video while it was giving very much like I feel like the music video was very kind of in tune with the current trends and like the styling was also but the music itself was still very true to their sound which i really appreciated so they're definitely not like they're not like stuck in their ways and just hammering away at what they know how to do yeah. they're still trying to like you know it still sounds like different within the same vibe that they go for yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is it's giving a little bit of like maturity in terms of like they're getting they're like growing up. So it sounds very mm, mature in a way that maybe some of their other releases were less of. Yeah. Um. Okay, Gabe. For you, where does this rank in the Oh My Girl discography oh. with? you know, Dun Dun Dance and, um, oh gosh, nonstop. Dolphin. Dolphin. So, for me, I would put this, I would, so for me, Dun Dun Dance is like number one. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I mean, it's strong competition within. So, yes. yeah. Um, I think I would put this definitely above nonstop. Oh. Wow. So I think number two. That's really saying something. So dun dun dance, summer comes and then nonstop. Wow. Wow. Yes. Nonstop is a is a bop. Yeah. And then nonstop is Garden. probably their most popular just like in general, I would think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I liked nonstop, but I feel like the song structure itself was a little bit repetitive. And mm. I think this like musically is a lot more interesting. Yeah, there's so, more going yeah. on. That's, it's it was as very slim margins. I love everything. Oh my girl! So it's hard to it's hard to rank them. Yes. Hey, any other thoughts or comments about Oh My Girl? 
Well, the saga of Oh My Girl releasing very close by to my favorite group. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're literally like four years of coming, right? Um, My favorite group, NCT Dream, at the moment released and I'm going to wreck one of their songs off of their third full-length album um and it's the last song on the album and it's titled like we just met Like we just met, eh, eh, eh. Like we just met, eh, eh, eh. 다시 돌아가도 I love you again, darling. So as I previewed, there has been a friendly, I mean, they did not release on the same week this year. So, you know, Gabe and I are still friends. a whole seven days. (laughs) I know, a whole seven days. But that did not happen the last three years. So they released like on the same week for nonstop. They released like on the same time as Dun Dun Dance, I think. Right? And then also Glitch Mode. So we're literally on the fourth iteration of this little mini battle we're going on although you know they're very friendly with one another um but (laughs) (laughs) so nct dream third full-length album it does seem just like yesterday we had first full-length album hot sauce with all of them Mm -hmm. come back but we're already in the year 2023 they're on their third full-length album it was released monday july 17th um, I thought I would just overview a little bit of the album statistics because they are now the third best-selling group in terms of album sales. And as I've mentioned before, we're in this like we're in this like proliferation of album selling. Like Gabe previously mentioned about Seventeen's yeah. album sales were just being everywhere huh. on the streets. Um, so the top two albums that have sold the most in the industry as of late, all in 2023, is surprising to me, but also not surprising. Stray Kids is the number one sold album. Mm-hmm. At, like, it, they, they are just selling massive. And then Seventeen Super also sold really well. So mm-hmm. NCT Dream comes in third, and it's important to note that all three of these groups, I remember I was thinking, who is going to hold the... BTS baton like is there going to be even someone that holds the BTS baton and like people have stepped up to the plate so like Stray Kids is outselling now BTS's best-selling album after the first week Uh, 17 is now outselling um Map of the Soul 7 for example and then now NCT Dream kind of eclipses it a little bit Mind you, when BTS does come back with a full-length album, there's no doubt in my mind that they will have the title <laughs> of best-selling album. Yeah. But for now, these fandoms are holding it down for their own. So Jane yeah. comes in third. Pre-orders, 4.1 million. First week sales, 3.65 million. Wow. Like, people are just out here spending, like, their $20 to buy these albums yeah. to make sure that they are a statistic, basically. And I like it, but, but it's like, it seems like just like a war. 
of like who can order the most essentially yeah because that's how the boy groups really compete like they don't they they compete on the charts but they really compete on album sales at the mm -hmm. end of the day uh, they don't really compete on the charts they don't compete on the charts as much 100 they compete with their album sales yes so dream comes in third pretty good right behind stray kids and 17. their um their concept this time or their full-length album and their title track was called ISTJ, which is a homage to the MBTI personality, social psychology uh, personality traits, um, which I thought was like really interesting in terms of um, like MBTI is like really in right now in Korea. Yeah. So like in a way it's that- always, It's always been in though. Yeah, it's right? always been in, but I feel like yeah. I've heard about it like even more the last two years. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was pretty genius to kind of do a title track and do an album kind of centered around the MBTI, mm -hmm. like, series. Um, so I thought that was really cool. It's kind of always been a thing in America. Like, people always ask you, like, oh, what's your MBTI? What's your Enneagram? Like, I feel like that's, like, a common thing to ask. But I feel like in Korea, it's bigger than in yeah. the US. So I thought that that was really cool, like, in a way that People ask about blood types in Korea. Like, maybe not as common, but I feel like, yeah. you know, there's something there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, anyways, the title track, ISTJ, is a song where the members are singing to a love interest with the ISTJ personality. And I'm not wrecking the title track for the sake of I Only Get One, but I thought actually the title track was pretty good for what it was worth. We thought that we were gonna get like very polarizing, but actually I thought that this was like a pretty solid title track. Mm -hmm. I think SM has had a series of like really strange title tracks. And this one is like strange and unique, but it's still like, still like easy on the ears. And it has like mm -hmm. very interesting composition in terms of structure of the song. Um, there's like traditional rap and verse, but then they also slow it down. Um, yeah. With that middle section, Ashley, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. The vocal. The vocal the kind of slow down. Vocal. Yeah, the, the SM breakdown, <laughs> two songs into one. Yeah. But I thought it like really worked for this one in a way that was similarly done in the next level song. Mm -hmm. um, obviously didn't pop off as much as next level did but i thought that it 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 gave it a good valiant effort um i always do say that when you look at nct dream stuff or discography their title tracks are good they're fun they're solid like you're gonna like some you're not gonna like some but their b-sides are really where the money is at so i'm here to talk about their the last track on their album which is titled like we just met and it is their R&B ballad on the album. Usually there's one or two, and this time it's this one. There's other slower songs, but this one is really like the hard-hitting R&B ballad. So Gabe, just like you're going back to your roots, I'm going back to my roots too. Um, slow, uh, slower melodic songs are really kind of like what I enjoy. Um, the, the One of the reasons why I also wanted to highlight this song in particular as it relates to the album release is because they 
had, they were all credited for the song lyrics in the song. And they also released a group writing session vlog that they had together. Um, That's sweet. Yeah, so like they're all credited on the song. The song is about a love that transcends time with the same intensity as when you met someone for the first time. So again, whether that be a significant other or whether that be the fans, it's probably just the fans. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. Because it's always the fans. But, you know, I'm always a sucker for that type of messaging. Um, And yeah, like they released a 10 minute video of them kind of brainstorming about the lyrics. Um, It wasn't it wasn't edited. It was just kind of like whatever 10 minutes they were doing that day was what it was which i thought was really interesting so they're all credited on the song lyrics and then mark jamin and jeno are credited with some of the um arranging of the song as well wow yeah so i was like oh that's really cool that they're getting some kind of opportunity to be behind the scenes not just like be necessarily given a song but Uh to be kind of in the writing or producing kind of world which is which is really cool. I so, love that for them, especially for yeah. Jamin and Jeno, because I mean, with Mark, I know that he is expected, right? Yeah, like he's done solo work. He's written his like other mixtapes of his own, but like that's not something that I expected from Jamin and Jeno. Right. So. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's like an interesting new side, and like props to them. Like, where do they find the time to? I'm sure like SM is like, okay, like, we want you to do something, we want you to, like, write some of the lyrics. Like, that's what I really think is going on. Um, Oh, you didn't think it was by their own, like... No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I won't give them that much credit. Yeah, but I still will appreciate the fact that, like, they are coming up with their own words. Yeah. And putting it into a song. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but... Yes, I think that, like, overall, it was a really sweet song. It highlighted a lot of their vocals and their capacity to sing, which is not always what you get with the title tracks. But when you dig deeper, like, it's really nice because not all boy groups or girl groups are doing slower songs like this. And overall, I just really liked it. It's um, a solid ballad hit that they could sing, I could imagine, like, at the end of their ballad set or even like a closing song at a concert mm-hmm. so mm. anyways yeah anyone else have thoughts on this song or the album or the title track yeah i thought this song was very good i just love when rappers sing yes it's always sweet to hear their voices and i like mm-hmm. i i really like mark's singing voice very good an all-rounder yeah Um, something else that I thought was really cool with this promotion, and I had already kind of texted Ashley about it, was that, I mean, a comeback is not complete with the TikTok challenge, or a good dingo killing voice. Ah, yes. So, NCT Dream also went on dingo killing voice, and they did like a 20 to 25 minute set of all of their hits, and... Mm. It just, like, makes you think, like, dang, these people have been in the industry for, like, seven years now. Yeah. Dang. So, like, they got bangers. 
They do. And all of those boys had their own mic. They didn't have to share mics. <laughs> so yes. hung up on that. I know. I really am because one, two, seven, they, they're all very good vocals and yet they had to share microphones, you know, like. Wait, who maybe, didn't get the microphones at the beginning? I think it well, was they were just like, share, like, yeah, they were just like twosies. Yeah. It was oh, like okay. tail and Joe Jung, Jung Woo. I think it, maybe it's because of height. Height. <laughs> Like the tall guys, Johnny, and I don't even know who else were on the end. Was and so H-on? they got their own mics. Like, I think Heichon had to share. Yeah. And it's like, these people are vocals. That's interesting. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why they are sharing. I think now they're moving to a, each have their own mic. Maybe that was just Maybe a production. They heard mistake. you, Ashley. They yeah. heard you. They need it. It's literally called Killing Voice. Yes. Right. You got time to share. Right. Anyways, I will still, I still firmly believe that NCT Dream is one of the hardest workers in the industry, in an industry of where people work very hard. Like I was just like the whole time, I was like, where did this album even come from? They were like touring for the last year. Mm-hmm. Mark mm-hmm. and Hachon still have obligations elsewhere. Like when did they have, they, when did they find writing time? When did they find choreography learning time? Like, did, were they doing overtime after the LA conference? Like, the LA concert? Like, they probably have a studio in there that they can, like, you know, yeah. do stuff. Yeah. It seems like they're making 127, like, chill a little bit while yeah. they they have Dream. Really like, shine it, this it year. In. Yeah. yeah. I think what? SM might have realized that 127 is flopping in comparison to Dream. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I like wouldn't use the word flopping, flopping <laughs> but NCG Dream has always done better like, in many yeah, ways. Dream is the better investment at the Like time. Dream is really the heart of NCT, in my opinion. I don't know. Ashley is kind of just like <laughs> I mean rocking her chair around here. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't say that they're flopping. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't say that they're flopping either. <laughs> but that's just Gabe's vernacular. I am going to retract retracting that statement. He is our resident K-pop extremist anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were doing other things. You know, they debuted uh Taeyang. DJJ. Yeah. Yeah. They had a subunit. They had a solo release. Mark had a solo release. Like they were doing other stuff. And the other members, I don't know what they're doing, but they're resting. They're getting their much needed. Johnny rest. is nursing an injury. Last I yeah, checked, he's a broken arm. Okay, <laughs> and you're saying that they're flopping. <laughs> yes. Oh Anyways, so I think, but to Ashley and Gabe's point, both put together, I think it's really the first year that Dream is being prioritized in terms of scheduling as it relates to 127. Because usually yeah. it's like, okay, like when can we have Hatron and Mark back in Dream? Right. Right. But like now it's like, oh, are they even going to have time and energy to do 127? Mm-hmm. Because we're already like August, like approaching right. Q3. So like, when is this going to happen? And they're still promoting album three. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you they did they went on music shows like three weeks ago for broken like broken melodies yeah. so they were doing a lot anyways 
I'm here for it. Great album overall. Um, and it's nice to see that they are they they are strongly at the top of K-pop with even all of the success that's going on right now. Like it is a fiercely competitive world. Yes. Out there. Like it all I mean it always is, but it, it always now. is, but like especially like the last two weeks with like Jungkook, new jeans coming up with a new song every other day. Like Queen my, mind you, Queen Card is still like number one on Melon. Like yeah. You know, there's like and then Ive is still charting too and Ive 10. too, yeah. So it's like it's a it's been a good year. I need to breathe good summer. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I need to breathe a little bit. Anyways, okay. I'm always here to hype up dream. Um, so we're gonna move on. All right. Uh Chris is gonna round us off here. Yeah, so um my next rec is I think they just released it um this week, but I am wrecking um back to you by the rose Okay, so I don't know if we got an update from their lawsuit from the last time that Casey wrecked them, but just just in case, the update is they settled their lawsuit with Jay and Star. Um, so they're out of their contract, they're free from them, and they actually created their own record label, kinda-ish, hmm. um, or record company called Windfall, which is actually originally the name of the group that two of the members started out in. So that was kind of oh, cute. Oh, that's yeah. kind of nice. So, so they created Windfall, which is their company, but they're also um, in partnership with. You guys know, remember the song "Like a G6"? Yes. So that group has a label called Transparent Arts. So they're that label and. Yeah, that label and um, The Rose partnered together and so they're like working together and they released this album. Um, I haven't, I don't, I haven't looked into whether it's a full album or an EP or anything like it, that, mm -hmm. but this is just the comeback of it and it's very much so indie rock. There's not much deep meaning behind the song. It's like kind of your average like come back to me i miss you type of stuff like i know i'm not good enough for you but i want you to come back to me type of love song um but it's very much 2000s like simple plan um if you guys know who that is. Plan. i have yeah. not heard simple plan <laughs> it's in that like 20 years it's that type sense. of sound like it's for sure indie rock like i was back in high school listening to them and it's a very good song um i love seeing Sung playing the guitar again and just going at it i also love his hot pink pants in the music video mm -hmm. if you guys had a chance to look at it his outfit was very much also 2000s rock band with like yeah a tank top and then a bandana and then his hot pink pants oh the bandana yeah it's just i remember a... those mm -hmm. that's so... embarrassing honestly now that i'm thinking about the bandana because but... i literally had a bandana in every color now that I yeah 
That was the oh that was the fit back then. <laughs> They're bringing it back in this music video. Um, the music video video also doesn't really have any deep meaning behind it. Yeah. It's just your average rock band playing in the middle of a street. It looks like in the middle of a bridge or a highway. Yeah, at and, night. At night. It feels like yeah. it's more of a performance video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like it's no... a performance video, not a story. Uh -huh. Which is just one type of like music video. I but then think. also, I think that also goes on theme with like the kind of music they play. You know, they're not K-pop. It's very much so indie rock for them. And their mm -hmm. entire song was actually in English, which I did not... Oh, sorry. I didn't really expect that from them. Um, so, yeah, it was all in English. Ashley pointed out earlier that them cussing in English. Yeah. They say the word fuck, but they don't mean it in, like, the sexual a, way. A seven, a seven way. Yeah, they don't mean it in <laughs> the same way Jungkook says it. They mean it as, like, a... In the standard way. Yes. I fucked Standard up. way, like, I messed up. Yeah. Uh. What's also very, very exciting to an uh, exciting slash interesting is that they just announced a new tour. Um, wow. So their new tour is called Dawn to Dusk, and it's U.S. and Canada. It starts in October, um, and it's interesting to me how they're going about and selling their tickets because I find them following almost like a hype structure. So, like, you remember when anytime, even in Hypen, um, you have to buy this, like, membership from Weavers. No and then way. you get a pre-sale code. They're treating it the exact same way. So, where you have to download their app. And if you become a, a premium Black Rose, then you get a pre-sale code where you have access to the, not only VIP, there's three tiers of VIP. There's... VIP where you get like the second best entry to soundcheck. There's VVIP where you get a picture with them in groups of eight. And then there's tier three VVVIP where you oh, get God. a meet and greet with them. Jesus. <gasps> yeah. So no prices are like announced for anything like that. But this is the first I've seen from like anyone in the industry like the fact that they have their own app that too mm -hmm. that's interesting mm -hmm. yeah i had to download the app to get the information for sure and it's on their app is very much like weverse like so it it's has... literally just their own content like black yeah but it's the just rose the content. rose yeah the app is called the rosarium so it's just mm -hmm. them. So again, it's very interesting to see how they're, you know, because they're also on their own. So that's true. They're trying they to maximize to make... their <sighs> the the money spent by these uh -huh. people. Yeah, they haven't been paid, or they weren't being paid for so long. You know, mm -hmm. until now. Now they're on their own. So. It makes sense. Okay, well, um, they need the triple tier VIP to, you know, make their ends meet. Put, yeah. put food on the table. <laughs> so it sounds like. So I'm here for it. So, um, yeah, it's, I was just, I was very excited to see that. Very, 
I kind of want to try to go for VVIP, but I don't know. I don't know if I have the answer for that. VVVIP meaning meet and greet? Meaning that, yeah. Because, like, what other opportunity could you have to have a meet and greet? It's just solo and just solo. I forgot to mention that part. So the second tier was you're in groups of eight. This VVVIP is just you and your party, whoever you're with, just you and them. In the green room. In the green room. In the green room. So oh, that's kind of fun and unique. Can I also Different. buy a dinner with them? Like, what is <laughs> like, going right? on here? But like, can I pay like two thousand dollars or something to this get is like almost like unheard of? It's such a like opportunity that I wanted. <laughs> Eating dopoki with the rose. <laughs> so um, wow. Yeah, so that's mainly why I wanted to write the song is amazing. It's good. It's it takes me back, like I said earlier. Um and I'm just excited for this tour. I really wanna know what these ticket prices are gonna be like. Yeah, I mean I'm sure if it's like two thousand like a thousand dollars for a solo meet and greet with four people, like if you sell ten, that's ten thousand dollars already. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, for like a little high touch meeting greet. Like right, for like 10 minutes, you know, yeah. maybe 15 minutes, whatever. But like, you can't. Yeah, that's, a, be... that's a great hourly rate, if you ask me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you can, you would make more money doing that than like selling more, selling tickets. Mm-hmm. Selling like $50 tickets. Right. Exactly. Right. Which is my next point. I'm sure I that's why the solo mention. artists do it, because like, because yeah, it's, it's money. their money. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is that their concert um, that's going to be here in LA is at the Kia Forum. So, oh my God. Yeah, really? It's a way bigger venue. Mm-hmm. I think the last time that they were here for their Back to Heal tour, it was at the Shrine. I think it was at the Shrine. Wow. I really, and I will apologize to, let's say, Casey, for example, because I know that she is very passionate about the Rose. I would not expect them to get a venue. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm shocked. And selling these tickets. I'm flabbergasted. I'm yeah. flabbergasted. The, shrine, the Shrine capacity is 5,000 if it's all standing room. And the forum's and like double that. Yeah. The, sh- it's, the shrine is 2200 seated thing. What is the forum? Isn't it like 11,000? Yeah, like Mamamoo was just 17. at the forum. Yeah, they were just at the forum. Oh my god. The last time I saw I the Rose, I underestimated they... their, their fan base. Yeah, the last time we I saw the Rose was when they opened, when Woosung opened, For I guess that was just Epic Woosung. High, right? Capacity what? seventeen and a half thousand. Holy shit, that's huge! Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that they were that big. Me too. Fighting. It'll, it'll be. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I yeah. guess we'll have to wait and see. I'll update you guys. If I've also never, well, I don't know. I I'd never seen a meet and greet happen at the forum because it's just so big. Mm-hmm. Right. That, like, I don't know where it, like, do they just come back out? Because I, I only know that it happens in, like, smaller shows. Right. I've um, never even heard of it happening in the show. But, again, in the shows that I've been to, so. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that, as Ashley says, fighting. Yeah. If that's the case. Um, I mean, when I heard the song, I was like, dang, I, I mean, <laughs> I have been sleeping on the rose. I'll say it, like it has come up many times on our podcast. Like this group is not a stranger to mm-hmm. Idol Talk Pod. Yeah. We have talked about them probably more extensively than other podcasts have covered them. Yeah. Yet I have still slept on them because <laughs> when I first heard this song, I first first listened, I was like 10 out of 10. Like, this is such a good song. Why have I only looked at day six for like the last X number of years? There is a mm. whole nother genre out there that can also do K-Rock and also do like very, very emotional k-rock ballads Mm -hmm. like when i listened to this song i was like dang i really love the energy and the emotion that the lead singer is kind of putting on there and he's like letting it all out like with his voice it's wusong yeah i was like this Mm -hmm. is worthy of stan Mm -hmm. so props to wusong and I was also, yeah, so I was watching the music video and they also commented on their YouTube's, YouTube music video. And oh. they wrote, we missed you, Black Roses. Hope you enjoy Back to Me, which is only the beginning of our journey with Duel. Duel being their album release or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, tell us stories about something or someone you like wanted to come back to you will be reading and I was like that's that's a lot to ask for reflection on a YouTube comment (laughs) they wanted wanted that fan interaction and I was like dang I hope people are replying and then I looked and I was like I don't see any of you replying to this prompt that they (laughs) asked you to respond to um but I was like dang this is good stuff in my opinion yes they wanted the spicy takes, the spicy stories. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on The Rose? I liked this release. It was pretty, it was good. You know, I am a stan of the rock sound. Um, so, you know, I think it was super like nostalgic too which was really nice yeah i think it definitely plays into their fan base so yeah good stuff good work good work all right all right well that's that concludes our episode of kbops for this episode thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in we're on instagram at idle talk pod please rate review and subscribe to us on all of our major podcast directories and streaming platforms if you have any feedback or content requests feel free to email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com and then we also have our content directory idletalkpod.woo.ai where you'll see previous episodes categorized as well as our playlists song recommendations concert and k drama reviews as well as information about us and it could be found in the description of our episodes here all right until next time we will talk to you all later goodbye and good night bye i'm vivian yoon listen to k-pop dreaming from elias studios i grew up in koreatown in the 90s and my friends and i could not get enough of k-pop do you remember ses oh yeah yes 
So how did the music that only Korean and Korean Americans listened to become a global cultural force? And what role did LA and Koreatown play in K-pop's rise? K-pop Dreaming. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.